हेलो बॉलर्स वेलकम बैक टू आर लेटेस्ट एपिसोड इन बॉलर्स इन पजामास यूएफआर चैंपियंस लीग राउंड ऑफ 16 ड्रॉ वाज डन येस्टरडे नॉट वंस बट ट्वाइस दे ड्यू टू सम टेक्निकल ग्लिच आई विल जस्ट कंफर्म वंस व्हाट एग्जैक्टली वाज द प्रॉब्लम इन द फर्स्ट ड्रॉ व्हेन विलारियल वर ड्रॉन येस्टरडे सो बाय मिस्टेक दे ड्रू मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड as well which was not technically possible because man united were in the same group as villarreal so due to that uh, originally they were supposed to be drawn against atletico madrid but they it was something like atletico drew against liverpool or i guess bayern munich so i guess a lot of thing happened and all the teams of psg man united liverpool and atletico and many other teams had uh, confronted uefa about it and they were forced to uh schedule a redraw for the entire uh, round of 16 so yes a lot of teams are happy with the draws a lot of teams are maybe sad maybe got an easy draw first but and again got a difficult draw so coming to uh, we'll begin with real madrid first uh, obviously they got benfica first they were super happy and i saw some posts of players getting super excited of maybe like thinking the game, the tie is already won and maybe they would Who progress final like in the quarterfinals like with ease, but after the retro, I guess their mood is completely changed, and uh, <laughs> because they have got Paris Saint Germain, obviously Messi returning to the Bernabeu, obviously his home ground was supposed. He loves scoring over there, and most importantly, their captain El Capitano Sergio Ramos is returning to the Bernabeu. It's it will be obviously an emotional return for him. So, Nihar, what do you think about PSG versus Real Madrid? See, I'll tell you. Ah, uh, see, right now, if the st- as things stand now, Real Madrid will win the tie both the ways. Get it? Like how PSG is still not organized as ah uh, people thought they would fire up, but yeah, the things are actually settling down now. But it all depends on how in the next two months the PSG will fare under Pochettino, or you know, we never know. I mean, even Pochettino might get the sack now, and Zidane might come, and we never know because. Until for the last two games, they were pretty much not convincing against any big team. Even even the sm- smaller teams away ties to the relegation teams. That shouldn't be the case when you are almost a one billion squad. I mean, maybe Pochettino is out of his depth regarding this because he was known for his time at Spurs, where he developed the touted youngsters into prospects into uh, superstars. Harry Kane, Dele Alli, Son, uh, Lucas Moura, everyone. But now at PSG, he really got a ready-made squad. I mean, the potential is maximized with most of the players. Barring Mbappe and uh, Nuno Mendes, I assume. Rest of the, and Donnarumma, obviously. The rest of them are pretty much reached their potential and uh, are in their primes or over their primes. And Pochettino is having a bit struggle dealing with that. So as I say, Real Madrid are going to win it right now if they keep it. But yeah, the next two months, if PSG or Pochettino can find a formula to at least make this team a bit better, and I think it will be curtains down for Real because PSG is having too much of a quality to handle right now. So considering Sergio Ramos's return, I feel it is really bit uh, soft according to me because Ramos is just played one game this entire for since the past six or seven months. I suppose he last played against the Champions League tie against Chelsea. That too just one leg. Uh, so no, it is really no, no, unfortunate no. for him. He made his day. I actually only played one full game with PSG. Yeah, exactly. He just played one full game after that, and uh, after that he again got injured. Now again he's got road to recovery. And he's expected to return in a week or two, but again, no, it is un- like next game is starting. 
Yeah, next game is he he will start, but the thing is that whether he will be fit for the two three games in a row, that is how what it is expected to be. Whether he is he should be risked to play full ninety minutes or be given a certain amount of time to like develop his uh, injury and like out because after coming from six month injury, you just can't play a defender full full ninety minutes. You should give him some time. Like exactly, game. you know exactly that's my point. I was wondering why Pochettino is making him play all ninety minutes. I was expecting Ramos to not play the next game and he didn't play for three games after. So I think see two more months time is there. So I think they'll take it slow on him yet, and I think Pochettino wants Hello? to go with three at the back. Yeah. So if he wants to go to go three at the back with Marquinhos, Kimpembe, and Ramos, and I think that would. I guess it is again an unfortunate thing for me because uh, you are playing Sergio Ramos. You are not playing. He's he's not some defender. He's one of the best in the world, and obviously he has to be completely fit to play. Like you can't just risk him after a six month injury. You'll have to preserve him well. Now again, he's got out. I guess it's almost two three weeks since his debut was again uh, like. He played his first game, and now again he's out, and again he's coming back to road to recovery. So I guess they should be a little careful in how to play him and how much to play him. And I think that would do. And even I think one more uh, advantage is factor for PSG here is the team are uh, Hakimi, Navas, Messi, and uh, Ramos are actually familiar with uh, Bernabeu to an extent. At least Messi, because he has an opposition, the rest of them had spent their time there. So I think that would be like a bit beneficial to them. But one more thing, PSG are going to play the first game at home. So, but point is, PSG at home are very comfortable this season because they actually won against City two two nil. So by chance, if they could pull up a victory like two nil or three nil, and I think it will be too tough for Real Madrid to come up from that, going back to Bernabeu. So we'll see how to it goes. Anyway, anyway, with no uh, away goals, that matters now. That again matters. Yes, it does matters. But but oh, the thing is, over here, will name will will Neymar be fit again to play the round yes. of sixteen, or will he get injured again? Yes, yes. Neymar is expected to come back in the first week of January, so he'll have one month proper solid uh, time to you know be completely fit for the Champions League tie. I think one month with team practices in a five zoom. Right. I mean that depends again. I mean they should use him sparingly in Liga One, considering they are having twelve thirteen point lead over the second position team. Basically, how weird it could be for PSG's Mbappe and uh, Sergio Ramos actually. If Mbappe signs a pre-contract with Real Madrid and Ramos uh, having an emotional return back to the Bernabeu and then scoring against, uh, you know what, Jihan? Actually, I would. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, definitely, Mbappe now would though he wouldn't sign a pre-contract in January for sure, because definitely that would give out a very wrong sign as a professional player. Because he is supposed to play them in the next month, so definitely he won't. Because he also know even if he messes up a little, people will completely blame his entire. Maybe maybe that. maybe he could sign a pre-contract after the after the tie is done. Ha! See, that's one more thing. Yeah, even if the the tie is done, either they win or lose, yeah, then he might go ahead with it. But definitely he won't be doing it in January till that second leg is over, whatever the result might be. So that actually there yeah, that. That's what it is, but as there are no signs that PSG is going to resign him for sure, so I don't think so. You know, he would sign definitely in January at least. So that's my point in that. So who do you think will go through Gian? Overall, I mean, don't. I, go, I think, bro, we'll go talk about the prediction later. Uh, okay, fine. We'll do it on the day of before the uh, live start. Yeah, cool. Okay, so. Manchester City, I guess, uh, got lucky the second time also in the draw. Uh, they drew Villarreal first in the first draw, and again now they have drawn Sporting Lisbon. I mean, how lucky can they get? 
and i guess uh, they it won't be very easy for them i mean in especially in the first leg when they are playing away i mean sporting are a team who will not easily let the goals pass but once they like score they tend to defend a lot like and they literally park the bus with like they play back five i've seen them playing back five a lot and it is not too easy to score past them because they have beaten uh, a very pacey attack of borussia dortmund at signal iduna park which was very very unlikely to see it was like very it was very like surprising for me to see sporting defend so well so i guess an away tie it is going to be very tricky yeah and the but second you know, leg i, I feel but see man city are yeah. so convincing in premier league but i don't know somehow they are not convincing in champions league i don't know how they do that i mean they are so convincing in premier league i mean they are so good beautiful everything but champions league the maybe the, maybe the maybe the pressure maybe the pressure of not winning the trophy yet is getting into their head or maybe they are putting in too much efforts which is not required i mean you see chelsea they like example for chelsea when they played champions league last year they play every game very freely i have seen on the tuchel and even in champions league say premier league fa cup they play each game as they are playing one one game only they take one game at a time they don't take as competition as competition they just take if they are playing some sometime in premier league they'll play the same in champions league so the gameplay is same i don't think the mindset of city players are is the same as compared to how they play to premier league because they know premier league if they go they can thrash anybody final sixteen that's not the same case they have in champions league i guess that is the pressure of not winning a trophy yet and that is why how excited they got in the final coming into the final and they lost to chelsea point maybe yeah the pressure of not winning it every time uh, i guess i don't think it should be a good tie but coming back to inter milan versus liverpool now it's a very good tie liverpool i guess a little, little unfortunate in terms of both the draws i mean they drew uh, ajax first ajax a very fiery side sebastian holler having a record breaking season and he is he was he's playing his first champions league tournament in his life and he's gone on to equal cristiano ronaldo's record of scoring six matches in a row so that's commendable i mean no player has scored 10 goals in six matches yet so it's a commendable for them but coming back to this tie inter milan versus liverpool liverpool getting another milan i mean they scraped through ac milan though in the first uh, group stages i mean by just a goal and they ac milan did give them a good fight but coming to inter milan inter milan are looking more confident than they seemed to me as they are playing their first knockouts after years so it is going to be a very tricky tie for liverpool i feel but uh, you still like could and after uh, almost we can see uh, sala and mane not being there so it could be really tr- some a tricky situation for hogan club as to whom to play ji uh, no 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 yeah. liverpool will have mane and sala and fabinho i guess by the end of february right. by the time the tie comes oh. they'll be back no, no but uh, the tie is on the 17th of february yeah, so i'll be back by february 8 yes i'll be back by february 8 if at quarantine rules maybe That's what if Egypt reaches the final, then they might come back one week quarantine and uh, at fifteen they'll be matched. Yeah, but it is it is it is still not easy to be you know uh, playing the entire game because we don't know how the COVID restrictions are in Africa right now. Yeah, point so, is yeah. So I think uh, Liverpool uh, might miss Mane or but I don't think either Senegal or uh, Egypt to be contenders so that they'll stay till the end of the tournament. I think pretty much by February 10th or something they'll be out from quarantine and be preparing for the match ahead. I think Klopp will keep that in mind too. But let's see. I mean, Same with uh, Inter Milan. I guess Christian Eriksen is looking to coming back, coming back by January. They are saying. So that's a good positive sign for them. And otherwise, even with Lautaro Martinez, 
and uh, you know brozovic they are looking to score good amount of goals in saria and they are looking really confident in they were looking confident in the champions league as well this year and so it's it's going to be a very tricky tie for liverpool it's not going to be very easy because ac milan were literally giving them a tough job with such a like young squad so i guess of course inter milan being having such good players i don't see them like giving putting giving up without a fight through that yeah it will be a spicy encounter but i wouldn't say like uh, literally uh, dominating one for either I mean, liverpool but yeah i think inter can upset liverpool provided they play their cards right yes anyway uh goa chelsea versus lille chelsea against the, the luckiest team i guess in the entire champions league group right now i mean they got the same draw twice and that's not the got, point there the point is they avoided real madrid they avoided uh, bayern, bayern munich And, and and what was other big teams they awarded uh, the top I mean the table top the ajax they awarded man yeah so that's lucky and they got the same draw again yeah, chelsea versus lille lille obviously i would still feel uh, it is going to be a straight simple cake walk for chelsea because considering lille's position in league 1 right now 11th and absolutely they are in shambles and lucky they are still lucky to be 11th having just won six games and and considering i don't know how they have managed to like come in the knockout phases i mean it was really difficult they were they were having an off season as well in the champions league but all i don't see them getting past chelsea at all all the players were and they have gone but i i don't think i don't see this other than a one sided tie it's over here straight away no doubt it's I mean, completely no straight away chelsea yes no questions asked and uh, next we'll go to uh, villarreal versus juventus uh, i guess juventus will be a tricky tricky tie tricky tie tricky tie very tricky tie again because villarreal are a very counter attacking team juventus are a very defending team and uh, they would not like, i mean i think juventus can defend but uh, they are actually lucky to get you know several goal scorers in different matches they still yet to you know uh, establish that style of play so under the you know villarreal have never got i guess villarreal have never got to this kind of a stage since i guess many years i mean except for europa league last year they have not been at such a stage where they face these big giants all of a sudden in the champions league that too and it would be i would not rule villarreal out of this tie because you we have seen juventus getting upset by many small small teams in serie a and getting like losing at home and was uh, costing and which caused them like small small errors which cost them their three points and they have lost to newly promoted sides in serie a so i feel it's going to be a really good interesting tie for me and i would i would really not rule villarreal out of this because i have seen like juventus have got upset by leon they have got upset by ajax so i would not rule villarreal out of this at no, all i'm going with the same philosophy i had with psg like uh, i think they're still searching for the stability under the manager so in case if they find it i think juventus will be like going straight away but by chance if they are still struggling at the end of january and injuries also not helping them and if they really didn't get hold of the deadwood out of the club and get any one or two new incomings in winter window i don't see juventus going forward easily i think villarreal can actually keep up a proper fight and take it to juventus's arena and i think they can, they can actually screw them if required so let's see to it it's been <laughs> interesting one provided juventus don't suck much by then anyway i guess i will not rule villarreal out of this because i have seen teams upsetting juventus at all anyway but let's go to the next tie salzburg versus bayern munich i guess bayern munich must be extremely happy with the way things went in the second draw 
they had got Atletico Madrid initially in the first, but it would have been a very interesting tie. But obviously, I would have still favoured Bayern over there. But now coming here at uh, playing at the Red Bull Arena in Salzburg, I guess I don't see other than Bayern Munich thrashing them completely in and out in both the legs. You know, I'll tell you one interesting thing. Yes. Uh, All the Red Bull-owned clubs play the similar style. You know, of all the the same style, the mastercraft of it is the one who is uh, managing Bayern Munich now, Julian Nagelsmann. I I mean, it will be like he seeing his, uh, like he facing himself like again when he is small. Like now he is like the master and he is facing his student. I think he will outclass them. I mean, Salzburg don't have much experience. They're the first Austrian club. It is going to be obvious. Bayern Munich with such a squad and with the kind of the form they have and with Lewandowski's red hot form. I don't see other than Bayern Munich literally thrashing Salzburg. I have no like object. No, hatred towards Salzburg or anything as such. But it is a fact. Just like how Chelsea versus Lille, how we saw the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but still, you can't rule out these days. But maybe Salzburg could get just Come take out or snatch out. The away goals rule is gone. So there is like yeah, away rule goal is gone. But still, yeah, 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 I'll still I'll say Bayern Munich are going to thrash them big oh, yeah, time in sure. both the legs. That too. Mm, yeah, true. Bayern love to you know thrash their opponents in the first leg itself, so that they can rest easy in the second leg and just and chill out. I've always noticed leg. that. That's the point. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But like. When they uh, thrashed Chelsea in the first leg in 0-3, and they were they were they still thrashed them 3-1, but they were still okay. They were still playing their normal football, not pressing too hard. They were just relaxing. Some players had already subbed in and all. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty easy tie for this. No need to like even think. Have a second thought. Now, second last fixture of the round of 16, Benfica versus Ajax. I guess it will be an evenly try. Nope. Ajax. Ajax, obviously. Ajax, yes, obviously. No doubt, without a doubt. The, with the clean performance they have, they've just conceded two, two, three goals, I guess, and scored 17 goals this season with 10 coming from Sebastian Holler. I mean, unbelievable. A West Ham United flop who had not even played in any European game has broken, has equaled Cristiano Ronaldo's Champions League record. I mean, wow. Who would have thought of that? We would have always thought Mbappe or Haaland or maybe Lewandowski or someone to do that. But Sebastian Holler coming out of nowhere and doing this. I mean, they thrashed Dortmund. They thrashed, you know, the rest of the sporting Lisbon. So, yeah. Yucks for me too. But Benfica won't give up without a fight, I guess. Benfica are also a very good side. Portuguese side. Good you know, Portuguese definitely players. Definitely won't they be have. high scoring thriller for sure. But I think it will be like maybe Ajax will win. But without, with, away, with, the away rule, uh, with the away rule going away, it is going to be a very tricky tie for Benfica. Especially when they are playing the first leg at home. They will have to be extremely on their toes in the second leg. Actually, yes, because Benfica can't be like uh, not concede any away goal, take it 0 0 and go to. Yeah, but they also to need to score. Even the away rule is crap, but for that too, they, they need, need to, to score. score yeah. So it's better to score at home rather than expecting to score it away. So you yes. have to play attacking football at home for no matter yeah, what finally. how defending you can do. And finally, last but not the least, it is Atletico de Madrid versus Manchester United, the most uh, hyped up game, I guess, of the season. It was initially PSG versus Man United. They had planned Messi versus Ronaldo once again. And it is going to be really interesting to see now how Manchester United approach Atletico Madrid uh, because last they faced each other was in 1991 when Atletico Madrid won by one goal to nil. It was the European Super Cup that time. So, 
it is going to be a really lovely interesting tie of this cristiano ronaldo once again faces diego simeone and antoine griezmann i mean their worst nightmares mr mr champions league is going to be thrashing them again i guess and with atletico's poor goal scoring form right now they are not have they are not scoring too many goals they are conceding too many so and but yeah with manchester united struggles also of scoring too many goals but having good clean sheets and obviously under ralf ragnick they will obviously be a big threat and big favorite to win this tie and i won't obviously not saying this because i'm a united fan or anything but i would still see manchester united going through what are you what do you think here uh i still say that uh, see for me the only difference maker is cristiano ronaldo here if he score united are going through no matter what because he's not going to stop at one he's going to score definitely hat trick i mean that guy scored four hat tricks against simeone i mean the only guy who ever scored against simeone right so but yeah tactically i'm saying i still think uh, ralf ragnick uh, gigan pressing is still relatively new at united and atletico being a compact counter counter attacking uh, defensive uh, structure i think it will be tough for uh, united to score first but as i said the difference maker ronaldo can score i think that's curtains close for atletico doesn't matter how well they play because for sure as you mentioned the goal scoring form of griezmann and suarez is concerning but again that's the tie is still two months away so i think if uh, you know simeon can find something good till then i think they can keep it up but they have to they need to stop ronaldo to you know go forward because obviously ronaldo left them with so many scarring memories it's two different teams juventus and real madrid so just imagine he also leaves them as scarring mark with united also i mean i think simeon will yeah. never want to play against uh, ronaldo again yeah so it all goes down to how well they can keep ronaldo out of the game so if they can manage to do that and i think atletico have a very good chance considering that uh, it's still very early for united to get adapted to the ralf ragnick's gigan pressing because it will take actually many many months to adapt completely to it we have seen how many years it took for the club to fully revolutionize that liverpool squad like the players have I mean the players he needed right yeah but still as the current things are going i would say united but two months after and the ronaldo factor as i said it depends i mean mine is like 50 50 if ronaldo is kept quiet atletico will go by chance ronaldo strikes man united going no matter what ah uh, well i mean the, it, the factor here is how the uh, how ralf ragnick uh, like conserves his play, big players like you know rafael varan is out since almost two months now and uh, you know sajay how they, how he rotates his team is also key and, and one how more, he one more thing you have to look for uh, ralf ragnick never had the experience of managing any club but round of 16 in the champions league tie yeah uh, he is a legend yes. he is the founder of the gigan pressing but still the pressure of that situation in the competition if you ask me very frankly i would say cristiano ronaldo is having the enlightenment club you know the top uh, the highest mentality in the man united dressing room than the coach or the or how to say the situation of the pressure or whatever it is because ralf ragnick was never in a pressure situation throughout his career because he never was intended to win any trophy he is like the upgraded version of marcelo bielsa Well, Bilsa is get rele- getting relegated zone. That's a different thing, but yeah. But right now, United, the trophies are needed and everything. The pressure will be different here. That's what I would mean to say. So you know, I hope he. Can, I know he's a tactical mastermind. He, I know he is a very uh, obsessed guy. So I really hope. I know. I think he can get it through. I mean, it's not like uh, it's a tough thing for him. I think he can manage the egos and everything. So as I said, only Ronaldo is the difference maker here. Anything can go through. Yep, it's a good thing. I mean, just keeping because it's all eyes on Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, Griezmann must be tired of getting knocked out by Ronaldo now. 
considering the Euro final also and the Champions League uh, semi-final also at the Bundabo when he scored a hat-trick and it was all over for them there and there also. So, I mean, Griezmann must be having nightmares already. And obviously, with lack of goals and lack of poor, like he's having poor form since a long time. So, I guess uh, it's going to be a very uh, interesting fixture, I guess. But my money is still on United. Mm, that's good. Anyway, so we'll go with the fix, uh, predictions now. We'll start with Atletico Madrid versus Man United. Nihar, what do you think? Oh, you want At least overall, uh, overall, overall time. Yeah, they said 50-50. So, I'll go with uh, 3-3. Oh, so you mean extra time and penalty shootouts? Yeah, because see, as I said that I don't any team can go through, so I'm just keeping it a draw for the yeah extra time and penalty shootout. Keep it like that, three three. Mind you that in the midfield, Thomas Lemar is you know struggling a lot, and uh, in, even uh, they don't have Saul experience of Saul Niguez. So that no, also will be Saul coming back to Athletic or resurfacing. Chelsea are really sick of Yeah, resurfacing, but that will be at the end of the season, not at no, the no, mid-season. No. The, the loan is getting cancelled because really Tuchel doesn't want him at sense because he doesn't really feel that. Uh, uh, well, let's see that. See, what if he can't succeed at Atletico anyway? We never know. Kutiga anyway, had a very decent spell at Bayern. Came back, what happened? Nothing. Yeah. Well, so next fixture will... No, no, no. How about Man United. Are we know Man United the scoreline? Uh, 4-2. Aggregate. Decent. Probable. Ben, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scoring 3 goals at least out of the yeah, 4. Same thing. Even my thing, I just kept 3 goals for Ronaldo only. Because that guy scores only hat-trick against him. And Benfica versus Ajax? Uh, okay. It won't be high scoring. So, I will give it 3-1 overall. 3-1 Ajax. Nice. I will I will go for a four uh, two again with Ajax's favor because I don't think ben, Benfica will give a fight in the first leg at least I don't know about the second but first definitely first leg is at Benfica's right yes yeah uh, and next up Villarreal versus Juventus a uh, tricky tie for me I would say two two and who should progress Juventus okay. I will go for a 3-2 Villarreal win. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, aggregate total. Nice. I am seeing Villarreal upsetting Juventus in this. I don't know. I just have a gut feeling. Because Probably Villarreal have upset many I really teams. don't have much option or opinion on Juventus improving under Allegri now with lack of players. So lack see. of players also, and you know, they are, and also obviously the lack of confidence they have in Saria as well. So I don't they're think they're struggling, man. I mean, every time that we think like they're coming back, but they're just winning 1 0. Like you see, they, they, they win exactly they unconvincingly, they beat Chelsea at Alliance, and suddenly they, they got thrashed at Stamford Bridge. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Like Villarreal can upset Juventus easily because Villarreal are a very, very counter attacking side and they have really good players, really good players. Point though. Chelsea, Lily, Chelsea, Villarreal, three two, three two to you and three two to Villarreal for me. Chelsea, Lily, I'll guess say overall seven nil, five four nil to me. Ah, they will go ruckus on them, I guess. Okay. Ah, next up will be Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Okay, this is a tricky one. Okay, okay, nice. So I'll give it like 4 2 in favor of Liverpool. 4 2 in favor of Liverpool. Wow, oh nice. God, Salah plays. Provided Salah Mane. So, con- so considering, considering the second leg being at Anfield, you're trying to say that. Yep. 
ஆட்டிங்ஸ்டி ஒன்னும் Still, somehow I feel, you know, uh, uh, no. Salzburg have nothing to lose. They can go and play freely. That's one more point. And one more thing I want to tell you, you know, I think the Bayern is like on field, they seem to be pretty good up to now. But I think off the field, they're facing a lot many issues regarding the COVID vaccinations or injuries and everything. I mean, true, I think, true, true. And true, one true. more important thing, the dressing room was actually split last uh, two weeks ago regarding this vaccination status. Because uh, Joshua Kimmich is the highlighted one here. but there are some set of four players who don't want to get vaccinated and yeah, obviously the coach got uh, covid and nagelsman was not even there, he, so he, the final track kimich kimich got covid kimich got covid to to i mean that to second time he's got covid yes, exactly and that's pretty scary i mean now he's getting jabbed anyway yesterday he got it right done but yeah see the dressing room street the dressing room should be strong enough it's okay so you know if the dressing room is not that uh, strong enough and uh, not a fundamental unit as a one team we could see the repeat of how what happened with barcelona in the european competitions but over here i would blame the you know i would blame the community bundesliga community over here i mean they should provide vaccinations as a compulsion now they should not provide as like you want to take it to take it or no something like that if it is compulsory for normal public i mean why why, why what players are also still normal public only Yeah, I guess exactly. they should it should be made compulsory I mean I mean look now covid outbreak sense. they had fans back they did have fans back at the stadium and now suddenly they're going under closed doors I mean they are the ones who are suffering the club is suffering I mean not every club is having you know closed door matches you know except your bay and leipzig and you know, once or twice like Dortmund is having full full capacity graph full capacity 
See, I don't get it. I mean, you're playing a team sport, a physical contact sport, and you don't see. You don't want to get vaccinated. It's okay. You leave your football. You stay in your house. Get the get get rid of your contract. That's a personal choice there. Okay. But how can you keep the? Yeah, or take a break. Or take a break. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, simple as that. But how can you keep other forty at risk who are like on, uh, you know, dependent on you too? I mean, what if they get it because of you? You never know, right? Uh, true. It's true. Proven that vaccinated people are safer than not unvaccinated. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they get their personal preferences, but yeah, if you're really concerned about that, yeah, just don't play. Just stay. Yeah, you know, and Germany, Germany, there are some rumors about vaccinated being, you know, uh, fraud or something like that. So anyway, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Conspiracy shit all the time. I don't know why. Yeah, Bayern going through. We'll next leg, uh, second okay. last leg, uh, Sporting Lisbon versus Man City. I guess still one one sided for me. Uh, one sided, but City will concede in both the legs. See for that. I think it will be like six two or something. Devro City. Okay, um, five one for me. Manchester City. Easily. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, maybe Sporting could win the first leg. Maybe, maybe by a goal to nil or something like that. I don't think so at all. City will dominate the proceedings. Okay, in the final tie, the most exciting rumor tie: PSG Real Madrid. Uh, okay, see, ah. same thing, three three again. Because as I said, I really don't know how it will be in future. Same thing, the same sense I had with Atletico United. So same thing again, three three now, and if it goes to penalties. I think, well, I keep a personal preference here. I want Messi to excel, so I'll say PSG. But anything can happen again, so that I want to let you know. Me now, what going to be difficult to choose? Uh, I will say four three to Real Madrid. Could happen because Benzema continues his hot form, Asensio and. Uh, Vinicius Junior continue their form which they are in right now. Like PSG's defense can get exposed. Exactly. So I think we've wrapped up our Champions League uh, round of sixteen pretty much well. So now I'll go through the important uh, playoff leagues, first and second leagues for the Europa League, the heavyweights which are participating in that. So the big, the big ones being uh, Zenit Saint Petersburg is going to play Real Betis. Barcelona are going to face Napoli, and Borussia Dortmund are going to face Rangers, and Atalanta is going to face uh, Olympiacos, and Leipzig is going to face Sociedad, and Porto is going to face Lazio. Lazio. Uh, so I think uh, you know it's pretty much interesting than every other year. I mean, then in, in terms of volume of ties, so many interesting ties. Barcelona and Napoli is a big one. Uh, Leipzig Sociedad is a big one, and Porto and Lazio is also a big one. So yeah. And even Sevilla have gone into the Europa, right? Uh, oh yeah, sorry, they are Sevilla versus Dinamo, a Croatian club. Exactly. Uh, but I do think, you know, I, personally, I feel I want Barcelona to get knocked out right now. Uh, and get knocked out, but you know, it is too early to speak yet. But I really feel Sevilla will take the cup uh, because considering the final, the final is in Sevilla itself. No, so that's another advantage. Forgetting one more important thing, uh, Sevilla don't have the lucky charm. No, no, no. Forgot, Sevilla don't have the lucky charm anymore. The guy who got them three Europa leagues in a row. The guy who got the last Unai Emery. Europa league. Yep, Unai Emery. They don't have them, so we never know. Hmm, possible. Provided Villarreal would have been in Europa, I would have definitely said Villarreal would go to final or semis at least. I mean, that guy have a knack in going forward in Europa somehow. I don't know how. Well, I guess, you know, with the West Ham United thrown into the picture, I think Leicester got knocked out from Europa too, right? They're in conference. Leicester got knocked. They're in conference now. 
how did that happen what about spurs by the way no, no, they were knocked out in conference no no, no europa in europa europa third spot goes to conference yes yes, yes. what about spurs in conference already i think there was some controversy they are in conference no no but in no, any no, but they have to play a game they have to play that game they don't know this, what is the criteria i don't know because their game is called off i mean they are not it's not postponed or they are not going to be replaying that game okay so what about it now we never know the outcome of it i think i don't know what criteria they are going to going to have now i mean they are going to see the number of goals scored or something like that they are going to see now okay so let's see how much difference that, that's unfair for me though yeah but i think conte wouldn't mind considering that he anyway didn't want to win the conference league I mean, he would rather focus maybe they see the number of losses maybe they see the number of losses or maybe number of goals conceded let's see what the criteria uh, is now. no 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 not that i think that tie they're going to give 3-0 loss to spurs because they couldn't go forward with that could be but i don't think but it but it was a genuine reason genuine reason but yeah i think they still have time till december 30th to wrap it up no 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 the draw took place already right uh, yeah. no but they called off it's called off the game is called off officially Yeah, the draw is today, so yeah, okay. Yeah, so let's see how the Spurs will deal with it. And either way, they'll be fine with it, I assume, because considering it's not Champions League, yeah, they are not. They are not going to win Conference League either. Yeah, sure. The I mean, yeah, they. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to concentrate on Conference League. So they should give it all out in uh, Premier League, considering that they are within the top four reach right now. And Harry Kane yet to perform properly. So imagine he starts striking around the way he used to. So I think it will be good times for them. But the COVID crisis hit them very hard. So, Jyan, what about any update regarding the COVID crisis regarding Arsenal, Spurs, and uh, United? I think these three clubs are affected the most. Yeah. So, Man United game is called off for today because the 24 hours the quarantine training uh, arena was closed because uh, a few of them tested positive. Any and, names uh, of the players or only the coaching staff? About no, the, the, there is no 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 player uh, who was there. But uh, they are all in self isolation though. But no one has tested positive. It was just the coaching staff oh, and the uh, members of the training arena. That's okay. So that's a bit relief at least to an extent. But we hope still. It's an extent, but still it is costed them. Yeah, but still it's an outbreak because of this vaccine thing. Only forty two players have been infected with COVID right now in Premier League. Wow. So how come the players are not vaccinated? This is what the problem is right now. I don't know. Maybe they are saying that the vaccine will react badly, or maybe uh, if they exert too much, or something. Something is related. But like players like Salah and all are for the vaccine, and some of them are against the vaccine. Or maybe I don't know what is going on. Well, I mean, is this is this politic? Is this political, or is this war? We don't know anything. Vaccines are here to save. So, it's, what is what conspiracy? What conspiracy can be happening? Man, I mean, if something is bad, you could see. If you have, for me, if you are staying nine months in a country, so you have to take the vaccine and trust them. Yeah, come on, they are not mad. I mean, people are taking the vaccine. They all of them are not common, dying. Common public are taking. Yeah, I mean, no one is dying because of vaccine. The percentage is like very, very minimal. I mean, you can call it on fingertips. Because of the vaccine, back, uh, you know. Bro, not even that. But I'll tell you, if someone takes a vaccine right now, and if the person dies, the people will think he's gone, gone because of the vaccine. I mean, come on, he can die because of normal thing also. Yeah. So, guys, uh, so that's it for us from us today. Uh, we have discussed about the uh, you know Champions League uh, draw, Europa League draw, and a bit about Spurs in Conference League and Leicester too. So yeah, and also we just had a bit of touch regarding the. Premier League situation regarding the COVID outbreak, and hopefully all the affected people recover and uh, new ones don't catch it yet. So, guys, thank you for listening and stay tuned.